Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Is that uh, there was a little merit boat? I think it was a merit boat. It was maybe a, uh, a old Rivovich or something like that. It came to the boatyard. I don't remember what it was, but it definitely had Polar and the transom on it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, maybe it was. No, it wasn't like an old one. Old one. I'm talking like ancient. Right. Well, how long ago was that? Oh, probably like two years ago. Really? Maybe three. It was, it was probably a replica. Thing of that Hemingway boat, I think so. It was small, right? really small. Yeah, it wasn't. The, yeah, it I wasn't don't think big. that boat was really that big. The yeah. Pilar, mm-hmm. you know. But I wish I had a picture of it. I'm not sure if I did take one. I mean, everything on it like had antique gauges and stuff. It mm-hmm. was like wow. I yeah, they have it. a replica of that one um, <clears throat> in the Bass Pro down in Island Rada. Right, and um, the real one is in Havana. Okay. Which a friend of mine, Chuck Faust, and his wife, Alicia, right. shout out. They went down there recently, uh-huh. and um, they took a picture, and I got them, actually. Really? Yeah. No kidding. I got a, Yeah, they keep it, like, outdoors. Mm-hmm. They don't keep it indoors. Okay. It's Cuba, so it's right. not really, like, yeah. oh, air-controlled facility yeah, kind exactly. of attitude. But uh-huh. it is under a platform. Really? But it's outdoors, yeah. Huh. So, yeah. I don't know. That's pretty awesome. I wanted to, um, actually, let me introduce you to everybody. So our guest today, we are honored to have Jose Carbonell, and he is an ambassador for Freedom Fighter Outdoors, Mm -hmm. and he is a master bass angler, and also you, your full-time gig, you work at Merritt Boatyard. Yeah. Yep. So we're honored to have you on Thank you guys for having me. On the Connected by Water podcast. Sponsored by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Deep Ram. So, and also, I just want to give a shout out to my boy Dean mm-hmm. at Joey Accardi. Um, I just spoke to him yesterday. He wanted to call me and thank right. him for, or thank me for sending him so many, so many people. And I said, "Well, I'm sending you people, but how's it going?" And he goes, yeah. "Oh, they're walking away happy." Oh, so that's I said, awesome. "There you go." I said, "That's all we can ask for." That's so, awesome. if you're in the market for a truck, mm-hmm. if you're in the market for a car, right? Go look them up. Look up my boy, Dean. He'll hook you up. He'll help you out. He'll get you the best deal possible, and he'll treat you like a king. Awesome, man. Good to know. Yep, absolutely. Um, You know, I wanted to really start this podcast out with this. So if anybody ever wonders how this table becomes what it becomes, you know, sometimes these are things that I bring on myself. Sometimes they're found items. So if you look at the different items all over the the table, those those Duper and Clayton's up front, those are like toys from my childhood. Right. You know, those guys were like my favorite players uh-huh. growing up for the for the Dolphins. Um, I got my son's first shoes. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so this is his first pair of shoes. And I've told this story before, uh-huh. though, because he was in the NICU right. for like 37 days. He was born like two months early. Uh-huh. So when I was finally able to get him his first pair of shoes, it was like a big deal. So oh, like, yeah, I'm never sure. letting these go. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different things on the table. Uh, Rory Cam was in uh, Victoria Burgess were recently on, and mm-hmm. they left a box of smoked oysters. So we're gonna leave that on there. And some wax. Yeah, and, and some and, and some, some surf wax. wax, right? So, awesome. So some people bring some things in, and um, uh-huh. recently, um, Tony Peralta mm-hmm. from a, from the FFO um, right. outreach officer, mm-hmm. he says, Dennis, I brought you a gift. Right. And he goes, I'm wondering if it can make the podcast room. Right. So I said, what'd you bring me, Tony? Mm-hmm. And, and he brought me this army patch of a dagger. And it says, if I tell you, I have to kill, kill you. you. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's going to be too, our, yep, That's his motto. So this is going to be He's awesome. featured in the podcast yes. room full time. Uh, we'll just put it here for now. That's cool. Get it. Yep. All right, John, I'll take care of that. Sorry. That's all so, good. So, Tony, congratulations. <laughs> you made the room. And if anybody has anything to send us, if they want right. it to feature it in the room, uh-huh. we will always consider it as long as it isn't, you know, of poor taste and color. Right. You know what right. I mean? You know, we'll, we'll throw it in the room. Um, you can send an email to sales at Connected by Water and see if we can get you hooked up. Cool. So, Very cool. Um. I also want to give a shout out to my buddy Bruce Marks, who is raising money for the um, the Bug Light Shoal Artificial Reef Project down in Miami, um, where they're reconstructing this artificial reef. They need everyone's assistance, and just if, for anyone that has followed our Stronger Together um, initiative, where we raised money, we raised like forty grand in like three days wow. for to, by selling these shirts. That's cool. The Stronger Together, mm-hmm. but I don't say it for that reason. The reason I bring that up is when you donate to the Bug Light Shoal Reef Project, Artificial Reef Project, mm-hmm. that money is tax deductible, goes right through the Greater Miami Billfish Tournament 501c3, which has been wow. around for 25 years. So I want people to know that when they do give, it is tax writable and it is going to a legit source. Wow. That is the 501c3 that we use to siphon like all of our mm-hmm. donated goods through for all our projects with Bruce and them. So it is a legitimate thing. So if you do donate... Please look it up. For those of you that don't know Bruce Marks, he was a guest on the show. Um, So you can go back to that episode and take a look at it. And please help them out. We have a goal of $70,000 to reach, and I don't think we're nearly there yet. Right. Um, And he does do a lot of good work in the community. He fixed the Bent Range Marker, um, among many other projects. Um, He was very, very integral in um, helping us with the Stronger Together program through the Fishing Community Strong Initiative with Scott Baxter and Brick Peoples. Um, so this is another initiative that needs to get done already. They're seeing the fruits of the labor happen, mm-hmm. uh, where bait fish are already starting to show up. Um, and I know your boss, yeah. Roy Merritt, who does so many good things in the community oh, man. Tremendous. Um, has helped He's Bruce awesome. with, with that program, mm-hmm. um, by donating a lot of old, those old rollers and yeah, rocks boulders. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. He redid the seawall for his dad mm-hmm. and, uh, <clears throat> he had quite a bit of boulders and we didn't know really what to do with them, you know? <clears throat> and, uh, so one of the guys, Hunter Craig, uh, he found out about this organization. He's like, oh, man, you know, maybe let me contact them and see if they'll be interested in these boulders. And absolutely, they uh, they came in on a barge, and they had a crane, and they went ahead and, and picked up these boulders. I mean, these things are massive. They're probably like eight foot by eight foot, you know. Yeah, they're or huge. Some are huge. So uh, they went ahead, and they took all the boulders out of the property, and then uh, they put them offshore to, to create the reefs. It was really cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And um, you know, and I know that Bruce and the team really, really appreciated yeah. that that Roy and Hunter did that. And, For sure. Know, so hats off to them. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And your boss does a lot of good in the community, oh, um, especially so with the organization that we're going to spotlight today. Yeah. Obviously, which we, right. the organization we spotlight <clears throat> seemingly every other podcast, mm-hmm. because it, to me is like the greatest organization in the world. Right. Freedom Fighter Outdoors. Outdoors. Yeah. You are an ambassador for Freedom Fighter Outdoors. Yes. We just had an event this weekend mm-hmm. where, um, for those of you, who, I don't know how you're not familiar with it, but <laughs> if you watch this show at all, we talk about FFO like every mm-hmm. day. But um, there was an event that was both offshore and inshore um, mm-hmm. this time around. Right. And so you are the head of taking care of all that inshore, inshore program. So tell fish, us a little yeah. bit about that tournament. 
the tournament was great. Um, like in the beginning when I was putting this tournament together, my initial goal was I really wanted and I, I worked hard to make sure that each boat had one veteran. You know, because a lot of these boats, they're between 18 to 22 feet. You know, so if I put like two or three boats on one veteran, it kind of gets crowded some for fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, and also it, it, it takes away that one-on-one experience, you know, where the, the volunteer and the veteran can bond and exchange stories and, you know, become friends afterwards. And that's what really FFO is about. You know, it's a bonding you make friends, mm-hmm. you know, you guys keep in contact afterwards. And sometimes, you know, if you're in the area where the veteran lives, you know, a lot of the guys, they, they'll just come visit, hang out for dinner, mm-hmm. things like that. So <clears throat> I worked hard to make that happen. And uh, and wind up happening. We had 23 veterans and I had 24 boats. So one of the boats didn't have a veteran and mm-hmm. I felt bad about it. But, you know, the volunteer, Anthony, it was his name. And he's like, listen, man, you know, I fish all the time anyways. I'm so glad to be here and to participate in the tournament. And, uh, and he had a great time, you know, and everybody mutually, the the volunteer and the veteran just had a blast. I mean, it was cold. We had a cold front on the uh, on Friday. Mm-hmm. So it was really chilly in the morning. It was like, you know, 40s, 50s. The wind was crazy. You know, so Big it was kind of, it made fishing tough for that day. You know, a lot of guys caught small fish, you know, it was kind of hard to get, you know, good quality, you know, four five, six pound bass. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, but, you know, it's funny. I think you made a comment when you were doing the weigh-in that uh-huh. you could fit all your bass in a Ziploc uh, bag. Yeah, that was me. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you took like, a gallon oh, no, Ziploc bag and then you just put five fish in there. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> There yeah. were some good fish caught. There though. was some and, good and fish I saw, caught. You know, when because uh, Sean and I came just to see the way, and we drove out yeah. to Holiday Park where the weighing event is held. Uh-huh. Um, and there were some decent fish. Yeah, you know, being yeah. brought up. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, his son Matt Osborne, and uh, he's a veteran himself. He was in the Marines. Oh, was so, he? So, yep, he had a 18 foot uh, Triton, mm-hmm. and uh, he wanted a volunteer, and he was all for it. So I put a veteran on his boat, and uh, these guys had a great time. And he wind up pulling in a uh, five pound, fourteen ounce fish. You know, he won. Oh, that was the guy that. Yeah, he, yeah, I saw yeah. that fish. That he, was a nice fish. Yeah, he won big fish, and uh, and oh wait a minute, I'm sorry. His fish was five, five eleven or something like that. Big mm-hmm. fish was Josh Welks. That okay. was five fourteen. But Matt won the tournament overall at eleven one. Gotcha. Yeah. So nice. it was awesome. It was. I awesome. know. I mean. I think it's so important, obviously, you know, what you guys do, what you do, mm-hmm. what Sam Vinny does and, and do, and the whole organization, yeah. that, you know, uh, as a whole. But being there and experiencing, now this was basically my second FFO event. Mm-hmm. I did the first one back in the fall, um, and I was blown away, like instantly impressed. And, you know, and the reason I bring this up is it's one thing to look at it through social media mm-hmm. or from a distance or arm's reach, but when you're there with the guys, I mean, it takes on a completely different life about getting involved with the FFO. Um, Just talking to the guys and getting to know them Mm -hmm. and seeing what they get out of it and just seeing their eyes light up and the transformation that happens to to the people that have never been to Mm -hmm. veterans that have never been to an FFO Mm -hmm. event, just to see like how maybe shy and timid they are in the beginning and then by the Mm -hmm. end, how comfortable yeah. You know, they get Sarah and Vinny do such a great job. So do you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we work hard to do that. And Sarah, she does, I mean, hats off to her, man. I mean, she is so busy and she works so hard and uh, she really strives for quality for all these guys and make sure all these guys, they feel welcomed, make sure they all have a great time. They make sure they're all accommodated. And uh, so really, you know, the organization organization is the way it is because of Vinny and Sarah and who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they are just the most wonderful people anybody can ever meet. Salt you know? of the earth. No doubt Absolutely. about it. No doubt about it. They are legitimately, legitimately yeah. great, amazing people. And it's, it's amazing how, you know, this is my third event I coordinated for the Bass Tournament. And <clears throat> with this event in particular, it kind of had a, a different feeling to it you know it's like I was there at the last dinner and and everybody was just standing up and exchanging stories and stuff and Mm -hmm. you kind of had that sensation that everybody was gathered like around a campfire 
talking and exchanging stories. And a lot of these guys had some really personal things to say that was bothering them and, you know, and their, you know, their experiences in the military mm-hmm. and things like that and stuff that, you know, traumatizes them. So a lot of them kind of opened up and just talked to everyone, you know, and uh, so it was great to have that. And it was just, it felt so like family oriented, you know, at the end of the event. And that's what we really strive so hard for, for all these guys and, uh, and all these guys to really understand and know that even though you have participated in this event, doesn't mean that we're no longer there for you. You know, we're here for you from here on out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you allow us to be in your life and, and help you help you guys out with whatever troubles you may have. Like I had a veteran contact me uh, last night and um, he wanted to get reconnected with the captain that he was with. Uh, so he messaged me through Messenger and he was asking for, you know, if I can reconnect him with the captain. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Who was your captain? And I had like 23 of the guys and I don't really remember who went with who. Sure. So he told me about that. I looked through my Facebook and, uh, and I found him. So I did a little group message and I introduced to both of them. And I go, here you go. Now you guys can, you know, you guys can friend each other and then you can have private conversations. Or, you know, if you're in the area, you know, you guys can visit each other and things like that. So it's really great that after these events that we are continue to always be there for, for you guys, the veterans. I think that's the most important part, really. I mean, because it's cool to take them fishing. It's cool to take them hunting. But to me, that breaks the ice. Right. Right. That that's really what kind of like knocks the concrete off of the, you know, or knocks the shell away. Right. Um, Because that follow through (laughs) and that continuation of the relationship is the most important, most essential part, Mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you got to make these guys realize and understand that it isn't BS you know, FFO is here for you, right? You know, and that's why it's so important for people to give to the FFO. All the money goes directly, directly to, to this. It, it's not, I mean, it's not like a money making scheme. Mm-hmm. Like maybe some other organizations like this are right. All the money goes into like mm-hmm. taking care of these guys, you right. know, and it really does make a difference. Oh, you tremendous. Know, if tremendous. you, if you look at, um, you know, like you're saying with the follow through and, you know, the friends you make too. I mean, I've become friends with quite a few of these guys mm-hmm. um, and they're amazing, amazing people and that they'll just take, they'll, they'll take their shirts off for you oh, and for we're sure. trying to do that for them. And it's just mm-hmm. really, you know, it's mm-hmm. great to see that camaraderie happen. Exactly. It's, it's, it's really awesome. The, um, you know, there's just, listen, when we say we're going to take care of our veterans, mm-hmm. right? Like, what does that mean? You know, a lot of people say this, and and I want to yeah. kind of like <clears throat> cut through, like you know, the malaise of the, of that comment. Right. You know, support. Oh yeah, I support my veterans. It's like, mm-hmm. well, really, do you? Yeah. How? How exactly? You know, what what actually are you doing? Right. And are you like taking the right approach? Are you taking the right mindset? Mm-hmm. Um, with this, so you say, oh, we need to take care of our country. We need to take care of our veterans more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Right. But how? How? Like, exactly. do you understand what the real problem is? Because right. Um, Mike Ansel, who is a huge supporter He's of the awesome. FFO, probably one of the biggest supporters that the yeah. FFO has, he shared a link today, mm-hmm. right? Which I was like kind of on the fence even bringing this up on this podcast, but we're going to bring it up. Okay. Because to me, it's a very, very, very important, important problem oh, that sure. needs to be addressed. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people think, oh, we need to take care of our veterans by fixing their broken arm or giving them free health care or whatever, you know, like, what, what does that mean? Right. Mm-hmm. But what about mental health care? Right. Right. So the statistics, the statistic is that in the last decade, mm-hmm. more veterans have committed suicide than this country has lost during the entire Vietnam War. Yeah, it's sad, man. It really is sad. When I read that, it punched me in the gut. Oh, man. Yep. I mean, because these are good people mm-hmm. and they're dealing with a lot of things that we'll never understand. Right. We try to, but we don't know. You know what I mean? And that's all we can do is try. Mm -hmm. So they're dealing with some stuff. Mm -hmm. When you take the veterans to the FFO or a lot of the other organizations, but I can speak for the FFO because I know firsthand that this Mm -hmm. is a great organization. When you bring them into the FFO and you get them out on the water, you get them fishing, you break that shell away. That makes a difference. Difference. Huge makes a Huge. big, big difference. I mean, just to look on their face from before and after, just the day of, 
you know, that you, you just see that, you know, like a big weight was taken off their shoulders. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of veterans, like, you know, for Saturday night that opened up and, you know, prior to the event, they had some, you know, they had some demons. They were in a dark place and they were, you were struggling. Yeah. And uh, some of them had like last minute uh, invitations and they're like, yeah, absolutely, I'll go. And because uh, we had some veterans back out and stuff, you know, some things happened. They had to do some VA appointments and stuff, and that happens, mm -hmm. you know. So we invited them like last minute, and they came. And there's like, you know what? I'm so glad I came, because I was really in a dark place, and uh, my mind wasn't there. And then now it's just like I, I feel, you know, rejuvenated again. You know, I feel great about yeah. everything. And uh, and then one thing I wanted to talk about is that you know a lot of people ask me, oh, you know, you you having this event coming on. Um, what can I do to help? You know, how, how can I help out in any way? Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of difficult in some events. A lot of events we can take, you know, a lot of help. And, uh, you know, just putting food out or serving people drinks and stuff and just to make the event a little smoother. Mm -hmm. But um, in a way that people can, you know, help out the most is one, spread the word. You know, there's a lot of veterans out here in our country that just don't know what we do for them. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't. That's know. really important. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter if no, no veterans come. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't mean to cut you off, but it's you know, no, it's OK. If, if they don't show up, then there's right. no FFO. There's no FFO. Yeah, exactly. You know, and there's could be a lot of veterans out there that can really benefit through what we have to offer for them. You know, and a lot of like the civilians and uh, they, they just come and ask me, it's like, listen, you know, how can I help out? How can I participate? And it's like, well, if you really want to do something, like if anybody has like uh, a, a property, a land that mm -hmm. they can do like hunting, you know, either turkey hunting or hog hunting, deer hunting, things like that. We do a lot of hunting events across the country, mm -hmm. you know. So if somebody wants to sponsor that and and take like maybe, you know, six or eight veterans, we can make that happen. We'll fly them in to wherever you're located at and, uh, and you guys can have your event and your hunting event. And I think another guy in Pennsylvania, um, they did a, a duck hunt out mm -hmm. there, you know. So it's, it's, it's really awesome that a lot of the people can get involved in more ways than one, Yeah, you know, other yep. than donating money. And if you guys really want to do something, you know, you can reach out to us with an idea. Say, hey, you know, I live out in Michigan or something. You want to do a little fishing event in a, in a lake near you. You know, we can make that happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you want to be participant. You want to give back. And there's nothing better feeling than giving back to somebody that truly, you know, needs it. You know, that's these the thing. Guys. We talk about that a lot on the mm -hmm. show about the power of giving is much better <clears throat> yeah. than the power of receiving. receiving totally. Like if you think about like, um, you know, <laughs> if you, you're just sitting on a pile of cash. Yeah. Right. And, and you went and bought something like a new mm -hmm. car. Mm -hmm. Right. That feeling is fleeting. Right. Yeah, that's going to be cool for like a couple of weeks. And, like, All right, and eventually that car is just going to become a party and it's going to yeah. wear away. Mm -hmm. But if you took that money and you start doing some good things with it, oh, that yeah. is forever. Exactly. Because when you feel like you've made a difference in someone's mm -hmm. life yeah. or, or in multiple people's mm -hmm. lives, I mean, it, it goes a long way. Yeah, and that memory you know? will last forever with them, too. Yeah. They will always remember you. So this, you is, this is that site. This is where we, that, that link you should say. More oh, U.S. Okay. veterans have committed suicide in the last decade than died in the Vietnam War. Oh, man. That is insane. Yeah. What is that? Since That's horrible. Since 2008, more than 60,000 U.S. veterans have taken their own lives with more than half. Yeah, wow. Wow. Can you scroll up a little bit on that, yeah. John? Yeah. I want to see if there's... That's insane to me. Insane. Like, this is when soldiers who make back alive in the fear for dying in combat. Wow. Reality is much more complicated, and that there's that's according to defend the defense news site military.com. So that kind that's a legit statistic. Wow. And um, and we got to so, make that number go down. Yeah, know? we got to make that number go down tremendously. And, and the way to do it is everybody, you know, giving in and and helping these guys out. Like if you see a veteran in the public, mm -hmm. you know, and you see he wears you know a Vietnam hat or you know Desert Storm or something or or a veteran army veteran of any kind. You know, really just go over there and introduce yourself, shake their hand, give them a hug and say, you know what? Truly, thank you for your service. Yep. I really appreciate it. A thank you and a shake, handshake and a hug goes a long, long way. Sure does. You know? Sure does. And listen, if, if you're a veteran, you're listening to this, which I hope you are. Yeah, me too. Um, You know, the FFL wants you. 
Okay. The FFO loves you mm-hmm. and the people associated with that organization do. Yeah. There is a place for you in this world. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And the FFO is there to help. Um, you know, if you're thinking about it, if you're on the edge, please don't. Yeah. You know, there, Just there are people out, out there. Like, yeah. There are people out here <clears throat> that care about you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and let can, us show you a good time. Yep. You know, and that's, that's it. all it really is a good time. Create another brotherhood that you wouldn't think you've ever had, you know, you know, other than the military. It's like, and, and again, Saturday night, there was a couple events that stand up and it's like, you know, one of them, they were, they just retired a year ago and they came back home and didn't really know what to do with herself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, how, how, you know, how can I, you know, I, I miss the brotherhood. I miss, you know, the structural because the military is very all about structural. You have to do yeah. things certain ways, mm-hmm. you know, and now when they're out of that and they're back into the civilian world, they don't really know how to adapt so much, you know, and that's when everything, you know, kind of just boils on top of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and FFO, what we do is we, we kind of regain that brotherhood that you had in the military and as a, the, your veteran civilian life now, right. you know, you can have that again, and you can keep in contact with other veterans and even some other veterans, they, they get together on their own and then they hang out and they do things together, go out to dinner. Um, they'll go fishing together. You know, some of them do a lot of hunting and stuff like that. So it's like, it, it kind of reunites your brotherhood that you had in the military. Yeah. And it's what we like to do. The, um, you know, I, at the bass event, um, I had mentioned to a group of the veterans there that I was talking to my father about you know the stuff that we do like the stuff how we pitch in and help or at least you know try to yeah um and he's a veteran too he's Uh you know korean war veteran the united states air force and when i brought this up to him you know he turns to me and he says you know a lot of people they want to help because you know they feel that it makes them feel good or you know yeah. they they want to make themselves look better right. you know or give themselves a better appearing mm-hmm. appearance but he goes really the mindset that people ha- need to have in this scenario mm-hmm. is that as a civilian right it, it's not like you know something that you know is suggested to do right you know it should be your obligation, obligation. to help these guys mm-hmm. because as we all know there would be no country without the sacrifice without that they, they've made. They're the one that signed the dotted line and took the ultimate right. risk. This world knowing, would be a much rougher place yeah, without them. And knowing that, you know, there could be a possibility they won't be coming back home. Right. You know, and then they still signed that dotted line. Yeah. And they have families, a the lot families, of Families, yep. Has spouses, you know, multiple kids, maybe one kids or no kids, you know, but still they took that ultimate risk. And knowing that, you know, it could be a great possibility I won't be coming back. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Mind boggling. It that, is really that this country doesn't do more, more for them, mm-hmm. but, but we do, we do. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and I think more people, you know, you need to take that approach of roll your sleeves up and get involved. Yeah, exactly. Boom. So, and you did. Mm-hmm. And when did you first start getting involved with the FFO? So how I started is, um, I joined a bass club. I bought my boat from a friend of mine and he's the president of, uh, he has his own club called uh, Bass Hawks. Mm-hmm. And um, so I bought the bass boat in intentions of doing some guide fishing trips. So <clears throat> anyways, one of the tournaments, I didn't have a partner. And in the boatyard, uh, just passing Vinny, I came with the idea. I was like, hey, Mil, maybe Vinny want to come fishing with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I asked him. He's like, yeah, sure, let's go. So we're out there fishing. And uh, and just the idea, and that's all it really takes is an idea that comes to my mind. And I asked Vinny, he said, hey, man, what, what would you think if, if the veterans would really like uh, a bass tournament? Do you think they would really like something like that? And he says, yeah, sure, we can try it out, you know. So uh, I was like, okay, cool. Um, the next club meeting, I pitched it to my, my club members, and I told them all about it, about the organizations, what they do, and how they cater to combat wounded veterans. And, uh, and nine of them volunteered out of, uh, I think we had 15 at the time. So we had uh, nine volunteers, and then we had 13 veterans. So a few of them had took two, bo- two veterans on their boat and stuff. And uh, so after that, that first event, everybody was just like, oh, man, you know, I want to do that again. Are we going to do this again? It's like it, it becomes 
somewhat addicting to do such a good deed and see the person that you took out for the day. It does, really, doesn't it? I mean, I'm hooked. I am yeah, blessed. That's a, that's a good addiction. It is. And I am blessed to be able to take two vets out a day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I take them out on a tournament. I joined another club called uh, Bass and Fools, mm-hmm. and uh, and also I do some leisure fishing. So if these guys just want to kick back, relax, have a few beers, or just have a couple drinks or something like that, and just either they want to do some exotic peacock bass fishing, or they want to be in the middle of nowhere in in uh, the Everglades, I could take them there too. Or if they really want to take you know uh, fish one of the greatest lakes in the country, Lake Okeechobee, I take them out there also. Right. You know. <clears throat> so after. I did that first event. It's awesome that you do that, oh, by man. the way. Thank you. And you know, and, you. and I want to also let people know that you know that's part of the FFO contribution, you know, mm-hmm. you know that you make I do, and yeah. that people can make, mm-hmm. um, you know, going forward. And even like the funds that are donated and stuff like that can help support doing things Absolutely. like off of events yeah. and stuff like that. So. And, and things like support also, not to get off track with this, is that um, even when I do, we created a pledge to take two veterans out a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, the customer I work for, I, I'm a freelance boat captain, and um, I told him all I was doing, what I was getting involved in, and I was just just mentioning to him what I was doing, and uh, and then he was asking me more questions about it, and uh, so he's like, you know what, I, I want to go ahead and sponsor your first event, you know, your first year, you know, so he donated twelve thousand dollars to Phenomenal. fund. Oh man, it's it's great, and it's like I can't take credit for that. That's all on him of giving back to the veterans, you know, and helping me help them. And it was just, I was just blown away, and I was just, like, really honored that uh, he trusted me into to doing all this. Mm-hmm. And so it's been working great. I think next month will be one year from, you know, uh, we started this pledge. And uh, so I told him some more ideas and uh, what we have going on. I told him about the, uh, the bass tournament, and uh, he wound up sponsoring the bass tournament. On top of that, and uh, he had this idea about uh, giving each and every veteran a custom-made rod. So he bought 30 rods for every veteran mm-hmm. and um, for one for each veteran. And so he, he funded like another $23,000 just to fund the entire event. And that took care of the offshore and inshore and all the dinners. This is for through FFO? For FFO. Yeah. Did, did did you mention who this was, or do you not? Or he wants. Well, to he likes anonymous. to keep. Yeah, he, he likes to keep anonymous. Yeah. Right, so, Mister yeah. Anonymous Man. Mister Anonymous Man. You are amazing. You are amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like one time uh, we were out on the boat, and his American flag was starting to get all ripped up and stuff. And uh, he was telling me, "Oh, can you know? Can you go? Uh, it's like boat owners warehouse or, or or West Marine and pick me up another flag." Mm-hmm. I could. Yeah, I could do that. And it's like, and I think uh, FFO. We just had a. I think Sarah just had some flags made, mm-hmm. and uh, so he was like, he, "He's like, really? You guys have flags?" I go, "Yeah, I can ask her and see if it gets you." I was like, "You know what? You tell Sarah if if she has a flag for me, I, I want one, and I'll give him ten thousand dollars." So for the whole last year, he has donated forty eight thousand dollars, forty seven thousand wow. dollars last year alone. Fantastic. You know, fantastic! Fantastic! I mean, he funded the entire year. Of the pledge, mm-hmm. he donated another ten thousand dollars for a flag. That's probably the most expensive flag I've ever seen in my right, life. Right, you know. But it was just for the purpose. And Sarah and I told Sarah about. It. She's like, "What? Absolutely! I had mm-hmm. a flag like the next day, you know." That's and I great. put it up on their boat, and it's awesome because they they love and they're very 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 passionate about and supporting veterans and children, you know. Right. Yeah, and they help out a whole lot in the um, hospitals. For children, they funded to have a stand-up MRIs for kids. That way they don't have to lie down and be claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. They funded to have the stand-up MRIs and a whole bunch of other things to assist, you know, disabled children or ill children, things like that. So they're very, very, very passionate about it. And, you know, God bless them that they have the funds and the means to help out in this way. God bless know? them indeed. Really? The angels do exist. Really, absolutely. And they have a heart of gold. They truly do. And, uh, you know, there's only so much you can thank someone. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like you tell them thank you till you're blue in the face. But just to show pictures and videos of everything that, you know, their money went towards just goes for days. You know, they really love it. Absolutely. And and I just want to also bring up, um, just so people know where the money goes. <clears throat> right. right. The veterans get put up in hotels. 
mm-hmm. right? It takes care of plane tickets to fly them down. Yep. You don't want there to be any deterrent mm-hmm. from having these guys wanting to come or making right. up any excuses to say, because a lot of them do. Yeah, a lot of them uh, do. There is an attrition rate mm-hmm. of guys that, you know, say they're going to come and then just don't show up. Right. Um, and, you know, that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope to minimize that number as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but the money does go towards making it as easy as possible for these guys to get here yeah. or to get wherever the event is, yeah. you know, and n- want for nothing. Yeah. Which exactly. they should not have to open yeah. up their wallet one time. Right. During this event. So mm-hmm. fully cater buffets, you know, there's yeah. dinners that, that the FFO does. And All those you know, it, it goes beyond awesome. just going Food fishing. You know, there's, yeah. I mean, they, they treat them like Kings mm-hmm. as they will, they should be. Yeah. Um, and you know, and just the time and the effort and, you know, you know, things like, you know, making, you know, apparel and, you know, yeah. different things like that and just, you know, accessories and mm-hmm. you know, different things to promote and support the group. Right. Um, you know, it goes towards just, you know, little things like having to, you know, arrange mm-hmm. a place, right. you know what I mean, to, to, to have an event mm-hmm. it, that is beyond just one of the dinners. Yeah. Um, and it just, you know, there's things I'm sure that I'm, I'm I don't own the FFO, so mm-hmm. I don't know everything that they pay for. Technically, but I do know that the money goes to... It goes directly to them. Directly to these guys. Absolutely. You know, and a lot of people, you know, they, they donate and they wonder, it's like, you know, is, is my dollar actually going to these mm. to these guys? And they go, yes, it is. Yeah. You know, and it takes a lot of money to, you know, pay for, you know, 23 guys for dinner. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, just uh, you take your family out alone, you can spend 200 bucks, 150 bucks yep. on a nice, you know, restaurant. And um, at the at the hotel that they stayed in, the Marriott in Pompano, I mean, the the dinners were like first class. Well, that's the it thing. You delicious. think about how much a wedding costs. Yeah, you know what I mean. Really? Just having like a like a wedding at a, at the Marriott. Mm-hmm. I mean, and how much Marriott. that costs, and they do that for them mm-hmm. like a couple of times this weekend. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome, man. So, so I also want to talk a little bit about how the community <clears throat> comes together. Okay, right, because on connected by water. Mm-hmm. That is really a big focus of ours is right. and that's one of the biggest points of the show mm-hmm. is the fact that, you know, I like to at least try to bring in our aquatic community mm-hmm. um, and focus and highlight and spotlight the good things mm-hmm. that that community does. Um, you know, there's a lot of things in the aquatic community that aren't very good yeah. that happen, mm-hmm. um, especially in our little pompano bubble. Yeah. But there are a lot of good things that that do happen and, you know, bringing that to light is really important to us on mm-hmm. the show because that's truly what connected by water is all about. Right. Is making like this community coming together and building a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, so your boat, right. You wrapped it. Yep. Right. But there's other people that contributed to oh, helping you out because your boat, you wanted yeah. your boat I to be right it all for the by better. myself. No way. So yep. shed a little light on some of that. Stuff. Sure. So, um, when I got involved with FFO and with that first year with the club, the next year, um, that's when we like came up with the idea with the pledge and everything else. And then I decided, like, you know what? I really want to dedicate my boat to FFO. Mm-hmm. And Vinny and Sarah, they gave me this awesome position of being ambassador. And I'm honored and I'm truly blessed to have this position as ambassador for FFO. For well, such they a picked great, a good one. I can uh, tell you that. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, so... I really wanted to do something nice with my boat. And how this all started is um, I went ahead and I contacted uh, a guy I know. His name is Todd Hursley. He owns Bass Online. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of his guides, gets, um, they wrap their boats with the company logos and things like that and designs and stuff. So I asked him, like, you know, who do you use to uh, wrap the boats and stuff? So he gave me the contact name of uh, Michael Corda. And uh, he owns... Um, so he wrapped the boat. CNM Customs. That's okay. what it is. CNM Customs and wrap and design. Mm-hmm. So I uh, just had a mind blank there. So, but anyhow, so I told Mike what we we're doing and, um, and I told him, like, kind of like the design I want. I want to look like one of the fighter jets with a shark face on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like all for it. It's like, wow. And I told him, like, you know what? If you can help us out with like a discount of any kind for the organization, you can um, integrate your logo onto the wrap as well. And uh, he's like, oh, absolutely. So he, like, deducted, like, 1200 bucks mm-hmm. off the price. And I was like, man, that is great. And uh, so he went ahead and he, he gave it to his designers. 
and the designers came back and they had like the whole camouflage, a shark face, and then they added on to the to the stern of the boat the American flag as it's flying, you know, on the back of my boat. And I was like, man, this is awesome. You know, so I gave them the go ahead and I gave them the deposit and go through with it. So I had that set up and uh what else? So then my seats mm-hmm. were really not looking that great and I wanted to get them redone. And and Dana Evers from um, TK a Custom Canvas and Upholstery and her team, oh my God, they did an awesome, awesome job. And I literally, I told her what the boat was going to look like and mm-hmm. what, what I'm doing it for. And she desi- she decided to donate the entire project to FFO. And it was about $5,000 worth of upholstery redone on my seats. You know, she did the two um, pedestal seats, and she Mm -hmm. did my whole bench seat. And it's just, like, awesome. I'm so blown away. It's like, you look at my boat, the first thing, like, really sticks out a lot are are those seats. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she did an awesome job on that. Um, What else? Garmin. Garmin uh, was one of our sponsors. Mm -hmm. They really you know, helped me out a lot and pulled through with me. They donated me a 10-inch uh, 7610 nice. Garmin unit, yep. And uh, they do- donated some other products, uh, transducer, uh, Panoptics transducer in the back. They, get, you know, donated some Garmin verbs. And uh, now they're sending me another uh, Panoptics live scope from a trolling motor. I'm like, oh, Very man, cool. I can't wait to try that. Very cool, <laughs> yeah. That thing is going to be awesome. <coughs> so, uh so anyhow, so I brought the boat to work, and I talked to Roy. I told him, you know, exactly all I'm doing, and Roy gave me the permission to, uh, you know, do this project on the facility. And some of the nights, and we, I redid my boat in two and a half weeks, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, intense. Oh, yeah, two and a half weeks. And, uh, the, you know, the clear on it was cracking and stuff like that, so we had to sand that down. A lot of guys, I probably had about, like, ten guys at work that helped me out with this project. Yeah, I had Mike Kennedy, I had Orvi, I had Vince, um, my brother Xavier, he helped me out a lot. Um, I had Vic, he helped me. Uh, who else? I had um, I had a bunch of other guys. I'm sorry if I haven't mind blanked on you guys, but uh, but everybody knows who helped me out on that mm-hmm. boat, and it's like I definitely could not have done it without their help, you know. And they helped me prep it, and I just stripped down everything. Oh. Uh, Chris McClellan, Paul Bradley, you know, they helped me out with the uh, the, the carpets and the, the catches and stuff like that. Uh, they did an awesome job. I mean, by the time everything was all said and done, the boat looked brand spanking new, you know. And nice. uh, now our veterans have a yeah. nice, beautiful bass boat bass to fish boat on. to fish on, yep, twice a month, you know. And uh, C&O Marine, they're out in Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, and they they uh, they overnighted me stuff you know, just to get in time on the time crunch. I had a whole new dash for my, my bow and my helm, um, and they had a new windshield. So C&O Marine, thank you guys very much in Tennessee that uh, they helped me out and pulled through for me. See, and, I love hearing that. Yeah. I, just, I really just, that's, yep. I love it. Yeah. You know, when people just, they, mm-hmm. you know, Roll their sleeves up and just get it just done. Get it and, done. You know, and they they yeah. know the intentions are yeah. good. And then, yeah, yeah, Carol, it, Carol, and CNO Marine, she's awesome. You know, very and cool. She really helped me out in just such a time crunch, and it was just you know, it was great, man. Now I know, um, you know, you mentioned <coughs> you mentioned your boss Roy. Yep. Um, I actually want to give a shout out to Mark Hankey here yeah, for, Mark for giving you the morning off. Here yes, come, come that's right. Me. This one so, happened without you, Mark. Yeah. Thank you, man. And, and Mark, you can keep your runny eggs. I don't, know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Actually, that's more for Chip. But that's more for Chip. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking yep, about. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, well, one, yeah, all right. So I guess I can tell you. I don't know if I can tell you this story. So Go ahead. I know you guys go way back. We go way back. So I, was, I must have been in my early 20s when I was a uh-huh. kid. And um, a buddy of mine, will just say, and I went out the night before. Okay. And we were invited to go fishing with them. And uh-huh. it was, you know, we were young and partying and right. whatever and we were a little hung over the next morning uh-huh. probably should not have been out on a boat probably and chip you know mark's driving and chip you know obviously knowing where we're at in life uh-huh. at that point right <laughs> he's like warm runny eggs <laughs> drippy drippy <laughs> eggs gross nasty raw eggs he starts saying stuff like that and oh my god both of us are just hung over and 
off to the side. Oh, <laughs> my God. So Chip really kind of was, like, digging oh, in the dagger. Oh, man. So, yeah, so. That's messed up. <laughs> so, so when I say runny eggs, Mark knows what I'm talking about. Mark okay. is actually yelling at Chip to stop. but Right. Yeah. Oh, like a, he, I can only imagine. So. <laughs> Thanks, Chip Hankey. Yeah. So anyway, that's funny. So, but anywhere I was going with that was your boss, Roy. You've been, we've worked at, you've worked at Merit for how long? Seven years now, going on eight. Nice. Yeah, I love it, man. And it's a family there. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's been like ever since like getting this job with with Merit's man. It's kind of like a blessing in disguise. You know, I mean, they just treat every employee like family. You know, if you have something going on or you have need help with anything, you, you just Roy has an open door. You know, if you need to talk to him about something, he just knock on the door. What if he's on the computer or something? Whatever he's doing, most nine times out of ten, he'll stop what he's doing. You can sit down in his office and you can talk to him, you know, and then whatever you need, he'll help you out with. If you need, if it's advice or whatever else, mm-hmm. he's always there for you. And the whole Merritt family is just like, it's truly in my heart, this became my extended family, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just absolutely, it feels great to just work somewhere that you're absolutely appreciated, you know, and uh, like a long time ago, Alan Merritt, uh, he's still around, he's still doing good, you know, and he's 97 years old. Wow. Yeah, man, he's he's hardcore, wow. you know, and uh, he's awesome. And one thing that really touched my heart a lot, and I was probably working for the company for about like three years or so, is uh, he'll ride around the golf cart and he likes to talk to me a lot about, you know, bass fishing and peacock mm-hmm. bass fishing. He's been wanting to go fishing with me and stuff, and I was so close to getting him to come fishing with me, and then, you know, he got sick and stuff, and then I couldn't take him afterwards. But anyway, so he was talking to me, and uh, he's like, you know what, Jose, we really appreciate what you do here for us, you know? And it's like, we, we, we really like you. You know, you do such a great job for us. We really appreciate you, you know? And that, to me, that was just coming from him. Yeah, that's nice to hear. That's huge. Yeah, coming that's from nice him, to hear. You know, because... That stuff goes a long way. Long way. You know, I know there's statistics about it, but yeah. whatever. I mean, the value, you feeling yeah. like you're valued, yeah. You know, is much. It's awesome. a better feeling than you know than anything a big else. Race, you know, yeah, something anything like that. else. Yeah. And the whole family's like that, man. I mean, it's just, it's really great. And then I think also like the plus side to all of it is the camaraderie that we have at work. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have like a friendship with everybody that works there. You know what I mean? We all have things in common where it's fishing or hunting and stuff. We all hang out. You know, we all have kids around the same age. Mm-hmm. And um, so the camaraderie there is, you know, hands down, probably like the best plus ever. I think the one of the coolest things about it, really, is that we have one of the world's greatest custom boat builders. Oh, yeah. Right here mm-hmm. in, in Pompano. Pompano. I mean, and, yeah. you know, and... I, I want people to understand like the gravity of that. Yeah. Like there's only so many custom boat builders that can be yeah. on this level. Right. Like in the world. That's been, been there for the fifties since the fifties. Right. That, that exactly. That is yep. tried and true over the right. years. I mean, just, you know, an established, mm-hmm. you know, one of the mm-hmm. originals. Yeah. Right. And it's almost a piece of history. Yeah. Really? It pretty much is a piece of history. Yeah. Like everything the merit mm-hmm. family and the merit boat yard has mm-hmm. been through. Um, an original staple of Pompano Beach. Yeah. Um, and it's right here. Here in, in our Pompano. home. Yeah. yeah and I'm kind of proud of that. Yeah, me too. You know, you know I'm proud to be a part of And you get to work there, so that's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I really and love it. So now, with that in mind, mm-hmm. um, your boss does a lot to support yes. the veterans. Yes. Um, probably more than, you know, people understand or mm-hmm. know. But mm-hmm. that's really what where I can leave that is yeah. that... I just want everyone to know that. Yeah, he does a lot. Roy Merritt really does support the veterans mm-hmm. and so support a lot of these initiatives mm-hmm. greatly. Yeah, you know, and um, that is one of the biggest reasons that the FFO mm-hmm. has been able, you know, to grow and expand the way right. they have. So, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> you work at Merritt Boats, but you're a bass fisherman. Yeah. So take me through that dynamic oh a little bit. So I've been bass fishing since I was a kid. You know, my parents split up when you I was grew really up young. Out, out west I grew here? up down here. I grew up in Sunrise. In Sunrise. In okay. Sunrise, yep. And I went to Piper High. And uh, so I grew up down here bass fishing the canals and stuff. And, 
when I was little, I could walk for miles and mm-hmm. miles and miles, and I don't have one hellacious farmer's tan. Because I'm going to be out there with a white beater, and by the time I come home, man, <laughs> I take the shirt off and still look like I'm wearing a shirt. <laughs> and hence, everybody's got the dry fish shirts now, the buffs, yep. the sunglasses, yep. all the yep. SPF 100s yeah, and everyone's stuff. Everyone's looking the part. Yeah, so back then, uh, yeah, I was pretty tan. Yeah, you know, and I just loved it. You know, I went through some troubles with, you know, my my parents splitting up and stuff, and it was kind of hard for me at the time. I was like seven, eight years old, Mm -hmm. and I became best friends with my neighbor, and he taught me how to fish. And you know, we used to watch like fishing shows together, and they'll they'll show you like all Bill Dance and Jimmy Houston and Mm -hmm. all that stuff when they're on OLN at the time. And we're just kids, and we're just I was hooked ever since he taught me how to fish and showed me how to fish with his dad and stuff. And we're going around the canals and, uh, and that's how it all started with me, you know, and like every other kid, it all starts with catching bluegills. And then now, you know, you're catching largemouth bass and, you know, you're getting like, had my personal record a few months ago, eight pounds at Loxahatchee. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was really, really cool. So when was this? That was, um, I took two veterans out. I took Andreas and Ken, out to Loxahatchee, mm-hmm. and uh, we were just hanging out, having some beers and stuff, and, and just, uh, you know, talking and whatnot, and all of a sudden, I was using a speed worm, and I just stuck it, you know, because I thought it was a small fish, right? and because uh, I was catching small fish, like, all day, mm-hmm. and uh, so anyways, I just, you know, I see the white flash in the water, I'm like, okay, it's probably another, you know, small bass, you know, how they strike and stuff, mm-hmm. you see a little shine from them. So I'm like, okay, so I'm holding the rod, I'm just sitting there, so what that what that shine was, was his mouth sucking the worm in his wow. mouth. And it was just like, and he just, she just sat there with it. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I gave it a little tug, and then it just kind of like freaked out some, then I stuck it, you know, and I was reeling this thing in, and it was just, it's awesome, because it was so weird that when the fish didn't really put up much of a fight, it just, it felt like I was reeling up a bucket in the water. Then her mouth was just like wide open. Mouth was like this big. Really? And it was just had her mouth open the whole time. She like shook her head a little bit. Her mouth was open. I'm just like reeling in, reeling in. My broad is bent all the way in half. And Andreas went ahead and went in the water and just lipped. And when he brought that fish on the, on the deck, I dropped my rod. I was like, oh, my God. Dude, that must have been Awesome. Oh, my God. I was beside myself. I was freaking out, like, for at least two, three hours afterwards. I had caught an eight-pound bass. That's great. I was like, dang. You're probably better off that thing was coming right at you with its mouth open. Probably so, because yeah. if it was, uh, I mean, it took, I mean, I had it stuck good on the side of the mouth, so it probably wasn't going anywhere, but then again, it could have risked of popping the line. Yeah. You know, so I didn't want to do a, that. That's a big bass. Yeah. And, so. you know, a lot of people, you, you know, a lot of people don't realize, and the bass are they're pound for pound, very strong fighting they fish. They are strong. Yeah. Yeah. Just Especially like, those peacocks. Yeah. The peacocks are just, man, that's a big animal. Fast. They are animal. They yeah. are super fast. And they're really yeah. acrobatic. They're aggressive. You know, um, they're angry. It's like once you have using a rattle trap or a mm-hmm. spinner bait or, or a beetle spin or something like that, and you, yeah. just, you just go by them just the, the wrong way for them, they just crush it. And then your drag is screaming. And it's like, oh, man. I just, it's, can't I get love bass of it. fishing. I really do. I mean, see, that's how I grew up fishing out here uh-huh. too. You know, this side of the tracks, we'll call it, right? Yeah. And um, you know, it's it's easy when you when you grow up out out here because yeah. you just you know, grab a rod and go walk down the street yeah. with your friends and you, you know, mm-hmm. hit the canals and the golf mm-hmm. courses and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. But it's a blast. Yeah. I mean, I really do love it because when, when especially I love top water. Yeah. Just because because oh. I love I love seeing, seeing the, the bass. You know, obviously that's not always the best way to fish. Mm-hmm. But I just love it when it happens. Yeah. I mean, it's, Tom, nothing it's better than thing. top water bite. Yeah. Just to see them crush it. Sometimes I have them, like, just from the bottom of the water, you know, just come right straight up and just bolt out of the water with it. Yeah. You know, it's really cool. You know, one of my one of my favorite lures to use for top water, like, to this day, and don't laugh, is those little torpedoes. Oh, yeah. The little right? torpedoes are pretty I just, good. I just, yeah. like, every now and then I'll uh-huh. just throw one on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. every now and then I'll catch yeah. one on it, you know, but... More often than not, no. But it's just awesome just sitting yeah. there. Just, but I just you know. love that little wake that it puts up and uh-huh. boom. Crushes it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. Let's go bass so, fishing. We got to do that. <laughs> we Tell Mark you're that. taking the afternoon off. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he won't be too happy about that. No, I don't think so. There's some boats I got to get hauled out in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you're catching, you're catching bass, you're catching peacocks yep. and clown, clown knife fish. That's like yeah, the big so thing now. A lot of people yeah, are heading into those. A lot of people those. heading into that. You know, so you don't get too much of the snakehead thing though. 
Yeah, I caught a snakehead last night when I yeah. took my son out. Okay. Yeah, we caught a small one over there in the C-14 canal, mm-hmm. and uh, which I'm surprised. I haven't been catching that many of them. I know they've been doing a lot of tournaments out there to try to help the population of them. I know they're a huge invasive species. Right. You know, and then also there have been studies out there saying, that, oh, they're not really that invasive anymore, but I, I don't know. They eat everything, Yeah. you know. Yeah. So you've been hearing lots of more about the snakeheads and stuff. I and mean, we talked about the peacocks being like purposely put in before, yeah. but yeah, no, I haven't heard it. Like you said, it's kind of died down yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. About them being invasive stuff, yeah. and killing them. Yeah. You know, uh, I think FWC, I could be wrong, but I think FWC did a, uh, a research and caught like a hundred of each, uh, invasive species, mm-hmm. and they did like a biopsy of them. They, they just opened them up and see what they're eating. Right. And most of the snakeheads were actually eating their own young because Ugh. they breed by the thousands. Yeah. License plates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, license plates. Like a bunch of bull like sharks, the, you know? Yeah, like the tiger and bull sharks. Yeah, yeah they just one. eat anything with water garbage disposals, yeah, you know? You a pair of Air Jordans in there. Yeah. <laughs> Flip flop. Oh, man. So. But, yeah, so they're, they're fun to catch, too, those snakeheads. I mean, they twirl around more than anything. You know, they're kind of acrobatic some. But yeah. I think the most intense fish to catch is one of those clown knife fish. I was about to say, I mean, I haven't caught one of those yet. But I'm going to get you on one. Yeah. I promise. I'll get you and your son on one. It's yeah. going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. You know, I do a lot of my guiding trips out there in Lake Ida. And uh, probably 90% of my trips are out there. Mm-hmm. And I just get some of these customers on some nice fish. I think the last one uh, customer caught like a 7.3 out there. Really? I mean, that thing was massive. My son caught one that was six pounds. Nice. I mean, that thing was almost as, as long as he was. Mm-hmm. He had a hole with both hands, and he could just, like, he could barely hold it enough to take a picture. Yeah. And it was just too heavy for him. It was like six pounds, and the fish is flopping around. And it's cool how their tail. They're just like an eel. They have a body of an eel, and their tail just, like, flutters like mm-hmm. this. You know, it's wild. And uh, and they swim backwards. You know, you can sit there and have tug-of-war with a fish, and he's just swimming backwards mm-hmm. away from you with his mouth open like that. You know? It is so cool. I Someone had, asked me to paint <clears throat> one of those. And I'm like, really? Oh, man. Like, oh. That would be cool. You think so? I mean, the, the spots on them are, like, unreal. You know, they have, like, these multiple spots along their tail going up. Right. And uh and they're all they're like the peacock bass. Not one peacock bass is the same. The same, yeah. I think you know? the, I think the peacock bass is one Beautiful. of the most gorgeous fish there oh, is. Man. Like fresh or salt. Yeah. Really it's Definitely. it's such a pretty fish. Just the, all the colors into it, the eyes yeah. and stuff like that. Like the the orange and the yellows tail. and greens oh, yeah. and blacks, yeah. Yeah. It's and a beautiful awesome. fish. My dream goal is to uh, go to Brazil and the Amazon and get one of those big butterfly mm-hmm. peacocks. Yeah, the butterfly. Oh, yeah. Let's go. You, oh, man, that would be awesome. I have family in Brazil. Do you really? My yeah. wife's from Brazil. Is she? Yeah, from My Rio. wife's Brazilian, too. Rip. She's half Brazilian. Well, well how Yeah, about her that? dad's from Brazil. Oh. Yeah, they're actually, they're, they're, my in-laws are in town right now. No I love kidding. my in-laws. Yeah, I really do. Oh, not, not everyone can say that, but yeah. I, I can. You know, that, That's awesome. They're, they're my I love my in-laws, for sure. They're cool. They're but, really um, great. Her father, or her whole side of the family, her father's family, they're right. all from Rio. No kidding. And he moved here when he was probably about 14. But uh-huh. her grandparents, um, God bless them, are still kicking down in Miami. Right. And they're 95 years old, both of them. Wow. Yeah. And, um, but at this, you know, it's tough to talk. We yeah. talk like almost like through like emotion and sign yeah. language, you know, because yep. their English isn't. You know, the best. Yeah, exactly. Um, but man, they are such good people. Oh man. I but know. yeah, if we ever, they're always the saying, "Food's awesome." Yeah, there's a, but there's also extended family down there right, too. So right. We were always said, "Oh, we'd love to go down to Brazil one day." I've never oh, been. Yeah, and me and my wife's never been either. And I told my wife, "The day you bring me to Brazil, you're gonna have to dedicate two days. I'm gonna let's be in the it. Amazon. Oh, let's definitely do it. That'll be awesome. Let's make that a connected by water initiative." That would be cool, right? You and I get some freaking butterfly peacocks out there. Yeah, that John, you so want to come? Course, you want to do some trip filming? Like I'll do that. some filming. <clears throat> take a little break. Catch we'll myself one. We'll see. That'll see. be cool. Oh, Brazil! Hell yeah! All right, we'll put that on the radar. Yeah, I don't know if that will ever happen, but I want <laughs> yeah. it to happen. It's expensive to go out there. <laughs> it's very expensive. Yeah. I mean, it's a long a flight. flight. The flight is flight. Cra- yeah, yeah. You know, but you know. Take all the quarters out of your pockets every time you do your laundry. <laughs> and just put it in that jar and keep saving it for that Amazon trip. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. great. So, you know, when we go fishing, too, if we catch a snakehead, maybe I should take some reference shots of that. Okay. Yeah. And see if we can do right here, C-14 Canal. Yeah. You know, I think the biggest snakehead ever caught was right behind Coconut Creek High School. 
I mean, this guy was probably like maybe yeah. three feet long, and it was probably about you know an eight inch diameter on it. Mm-hmm. It was insane, and I was using a, a culprit black and red worm, and uh, with like a quarter ounce weight on it, and I was just throwing it up on the bank and hitting like the weed line and stuff, trying to catch some largemouth. And all of a sudden, it's like something took it and just ran with it. And my mic dragged screaming. I'm like, man, I'm thinking I got a 10-pound bass on here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm reeling this fish up, reeling him up. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, see this big giant, like, twirling, like, you know, how they do, like, the alligators do. They, they twirl around yeah. and stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, look at the size of this thing. His head was probably about this big. I mean, it's the biggest snake I've ever seen in my life. You know, and back then, it's like... They had that laws like if you get caught releasing right. a live, pe- you, you know, snakehead, you had to you have to kill them. You get a big fine or something like that. Yeah. So fortunately, I had to take my plier right straight to his head and just like take right. him out. But um, but it was massive. So there's some big snakeheads in here. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely take you out there, C14 Canal, and then have to make a day out of it because kind of takes a little bit go through the residential area, go behind Coconut Creek High School. Right. But uh, but it's epic fishing over here. I um, you know. For a while, I had stopped really kind of freshwater fishing altogether. Mm-hmm. It was just really you know, mostly sailfish and and you know, right. offshore stuff. And then when we opened up the studio, um, you know, my overall fishing time like reduced greatly because we were just trying to build the business and yeah. so I would still get out, but not nearly as much as I used to fish. Uh-huh. And then recently, with my kids now, it's it's easier to take them on a Saturday. So let's just go down the street and yeah. fish for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, so recently now because of my kids, I've started bass fishing more. Right. And because they wanted to catch a bluegills, and I'll just uh-huh. you know I'll just fish and you know like we caught one a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. um, and my son was so jacked up about that fish mm-hmm. right because they're they're just dropping for bluegills and right. they're they're just catching them like in volume Left and right yeah, yeah. and uh, we went to that little pine trails park pier there in uh-huh. parkland right and um and i was just i had got that new corrado and i was just really kind of trying oh. to dial in you know what i mean mm-hmm. the bait caster because i right. hadn't used a bait caster in a while right and so i'm just kind of just getting my cast down seeing how far i can you know mm-hmm. greatly improving like my casting distance like mm-hmm. little by little and right um and then this nice decent sized bass hit right my son was so jacked up my daughter was too but Who's dancing around that thing like we caught Bin Laden? He's yeah. like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, like, oh, big bass, big bass, big bass. Big bass. And now uh-huh. he wants nothing, nothing to do to with Lugo. Right. So the addiction starts. Yes. Now. So now yeah. he's like, we got to go bigger, we got to go mm-hmm. better. So we yeah. got a Bass Pro, and he's got all this new lures set yep. up there because he didn't have any lures. He yeah. needs to have his own lures. Yep. So he went and picked out like five, <clears throat> bought him like five lures. And mm-hmm. so he's ready to roll. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid growing up and, uh, what was it called? Like Friday, right after school, I would just have my rod in the corner, and I'll take my tackle box out, and I'll go ahead and go through all my lures and stuff, and I'll just plan my day how I'm gonna conquer the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, from like start to finish, and what I'm gonna use and stuff. And you know, you watch all these fishing shows with this uh, Bill Dance, which he fishes like you know stocked right. ponds and stuff. Right. But anyway, you still want to be like him regardless, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I go ahead and I plan out my my, my my rods. I'll carry two rods with me, and uh, and it was just the greatest feeling. You know what I mean? And you just change your line out on it and stuff. And mm-hmm. I would spend like maybe two hours just messing and tinkering with my fishing stuff. And once it's all said and done, then I can't sleep that night because I'm excited <laughs> to go fish the next day. Yep. You know, and I just walk down the end of the block, and that's all I'm really doing. Yeah. You know, so it's awesome, man. Starting out with a childhood, and then it just goes on into your adult life. You know, yeah. If, if you could bottle that passion and sell yeah. it, you'd be a million. Oh my, really? Easy in a day. Easy, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So what what <coughs> events do we have coming up for FFO? I think the next event is going to be Jensen Beach. Jensen Beach. Jensen Beach. And that is going to be at the River Palms Cottage, right? Uh, I believe so. With yep. Rufus's at Rufus's place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's another one that we didn't bring up that does so much for the FFO is Rufus Wakeman. Really? Oh um, wow. Yeah, he he yep. does a lot to support the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, among a lot of the other sponsors and yeah, you know, people are dedicated to that. So, um, how often do you do charters? Want to promote your charter business for a little bit? Um, I mean, it comes in spurts. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's probably like around like when school starts, it kind of slows down some. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do it every weekend. You know, yeah. uh, I'm not booked every weekend, but that's when, when I do it. You know, mm-hmm. cause when I'm not working at Merits, you know, I'm either you know, guiding or I'll fish a tournament or taking veterans out. 
Yeah. You know, so sometimes some weekends I have a charter trip and the next day I have a uh, tournament with a veteran or I'm just taking out a veteran, things like that. But on the weekends is when I do my, my guiding. Okay. So, All yeah. right, cool. Well, if you guys want to support a captain that supports our veterans, yeah. right? Reach out look to Jose, up, look him up. We'll mm-hmm. post all your, what's your social? It's at? Um, Gladejet. Um, yeah, Gladejet.com. Um, I'm just starting the, that webpage. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you look up uh, Gladejet uh, Fishing, okay, you'll see it. Yeah. And Gladejet Fishing. So yeah. Jose Carbonell will get you tied on some bass. Yeah, man. Possibly a snakehead. Snakehead. Definitely yeah. clowns Clown and peacocks. Fish, peacocks. Yep. Yeah, man. You want to fish the right way, freshwater, you get in touch with him. So... Um, anything else we need to cover? I think we pretty were thorough pretty much on the FFO today. Yeah, man. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, if you guys want to, um, if you want to support the FFO, you know, Freedom Fighters Outdoor, right? Freedom Fighter Outdoors. Dot org. Dot org. Right. Reach out there. If you're a veteran, please reach out to us. If you're even thinking about it, just give them a call and have a conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. See if it's the right fit for you. Right. I think it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can pretty much guarantee that, you know, if you make the commitment and go, mm-hmm. um, they'll take care of you. You don't have to lift a finger. All you need to do is say yes. Yes. And just come out and right. let, let us help you and show you a good time. Yeah. You know, and that's all it really is about. Absolutely. I mean, you're looking for a nice vacation. You're looking mm-hmm. for something to get away and do. And all expenses paid. Yep. All you got to do is show up and bring yep. a bag for your clothes. That's, that's it. it. Everything is covered to That's the T. Right. And and really it is the most least demanding thing. Yeah. You know, you can do. And, you know, it's one thing that Sarah and Vinny do not do is push. No. Like they, they will not make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. They will not demand things of you. Mm-hmm. They're they understand that it's all about you, mm-hmm. the veteran. Yep. Right. So please, if you're thinking about wanting to get involved with an organization that you feel would be beneficial for your life and improving your life, improving your mental well-being, mm-hmm. this place is legit. Please reach out to FFO. Yeah. Um, find them on social media, you know, at Freedom Fighters, and get involved. Um, and one of the outreach officers can talk to you if you don't want to talk to Sarah and Vinny directly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's a really, really good network of outreach officers. Yeah. You know, that know and understand what you're going through mm-hmm. um, and can greatly help you out. Yeah. So um, reach out to them. Um, also, if you get a chance, we're going to give ourselves a shameless plug. Check out our site, connectedbywater.com. Um, we got a brand new shop up there with lots of things like apparel and, um, you know, hats and stickers and fun stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and also, we have a full offering of our custom services listed online too. So connectedbywater.com. We appreciate it. And um, yeah. Jose, I want to thank you for coming hey, out today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. It's great. I mean, really, 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 I appreciate everything yeah. that you do for the freed fighters. Thank I, you, man. I appreciate everything you do for the veterans um, and just our community as a whole. Yeah. There needs to be more of you. Yeah. Right? There needs well, to be more people like yeah. you that are just willing to just give, mm-hmm. you know, your time and your effort and your heart, you know, and it's not just you, it's also your entire family. Yeah. yeah. That helps out. Yeah. Um, so I want you to, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on today beyond the fact that I love you. You're an awesome guy. Thank you, man. But I, I really want to shed light on the heroes in our community mm-hmm. that are really doing good and helping out yeah. and, and living a good really. solid clean living life mm-hmm. and um you know getting things done for the right reason so jose thank you yeah, so man. much for everything that you do thank you man all right yep all right we're gonna end it like that so your ego is not your amigo I mean, yeah. <laughs> just do your best and let god do the rest That's remember it. to buy all your vehicles at joey cardi chrysler dodge jeep ram right remember to always eat drink and be local Mm-hmm. Check out connectedbywater.com. And don't ever forget that no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, mm-hmm. we will always be connected by water. Absolutely. Thank you, Jose. Yeah, man. Tight lines. Yep. <laughs>